Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I am your host, Marsha Van Weinsberg. I'm a business coach, speaker, and author of the best-selling book, When She Stopped Asking Why. On this podcast, we will use the tips, tools, and strategies used by myself and our speakers to break through and overcome the challenges in our lives. When we take radical responsibility of our choices, create boundaries, grow our courage and practice self-care and letting go of what isn't ours to control, we can completely change our stories. When we take full ownership of our stories, we take back our personal power and this allows us to impact, serve and support others by showing them that they are not alone and helping them find freedom from their stories. When you own your choices, you truly own your life. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. And this is the Friday Facts episode where I share a little fact about me and maybe there's something in there that's going to help you with a moment in your life. So I was listening to a podcast with one of my favorite podcasts is Earn Your Happy with Lori Harder. I've listened to it for years and she said something in this podcast that sparked this episode, which is literally sometimes where I end up getting some of my ideas from is from listening to other speakers, podcasters, audiobooks, anything that can help me to shift my thinking, opening up to different possibilities. And this one is all about your cheerleaders and that your cheerleaders are silent. So let me share what this means. It was the fa- it really started with Lori was mentioning that when we are in a space of growing that we always have critics and the more we show up our critics they never seem to go away but our cheerleaders tend to be silent. It made me reflect back to a time when I was in a space of knowing I wanted to create something different in my life. I was in a space where we were really de- dealing with so much chaos in our family and just so much was unknown. And I knew I wanted to create change in my own life. So through counseling and support, I came to a space of starting to share my story. I did it in small stages, small events, and eventually it started to grow. Then I decided that I wanted to write my book. And I had already done a number of, I think I'd done three different collaborative books before that. And I felt like this was the time to start to share my own story. But honestly, I was scared. Let's be totally real. I was scared. I was scared of what everyone was going to think or say. Yet what kept pulling me forward was the number of people that reached out to me after I spoke saying, oh my gosh, that's my story. And I haven't shared it with anyone. And some people, like I still to this day come across people who say, oh, I had that story too, but I never told a soul. We suffered in silence. People are literally suffering in silence because of the fear of shame and judgment from other people. And that's heartbreaking. That is absolutely heartbreaking because they're they're suffocating in this shame and the heavy heaviness of shame because they feel that they are alone or that they have done something wrong to deserve the story that they're living. And truthfully, if if they could learn how to share their story, they would realize that they're not alone, that there are people everywhere who are struggling with these difficult topics. So as I started to hear feedback from other people, my gut, my intuition was telling me to follow through with writing my own book. I started to reach out to publishers and I started to follow through. And the more I went down that road, the more I had people in my life 
show up as critics saying, are you out of your mind? Are you crazy? What are you doing? I didn't have a lot of support. Honestly, I, I'm going to be completely frank with you before I, while I was going through the process of writing the book in those early stages did not have a ton of support and that's okay because people were just scared of the unknown and what was going to look like. That's the thing is our critics are always in the forefront of our lives. They're in the forefront because they're the most vocal. They're like the vocal, they're the vocal people who are trying to keep us safe from being hurt, from, you know, being judged, the opinions, all of these things. They feel that they're doing us a favor because they want to stop us from being hurt. Yet, when we are sitting in this space of already judgment and shame in ourselves, we're already suffering. We're suffering because we feel so alone, isolated, and completely disconnected from the world. And as Brene Brown says, the one thing that we're always craving is connection. We can't have connection without showing up and allowing ourselves to be seen. We just can't. So these critics feel that they are trying to protect us from being hurt, yet we're living in this space that is suffocating and we're feeling hurt. So that's where I was. And I decided that I really wanted to pursue this. I kept saying to people in my life, like, trust me, I I will be respectful. I just feel very called to do this. My gut told me that I needed to share my story. So that meant lots of critics, lots of opinions, but let's be real. Honestly, when we were in the thick of it, there was no shortage of opinions and judgments from others. Anyways, there was always there because that's just what people did. They, we were living an unbelievable story and circumstance. So judgment and opinions and critics were everywhere in sight because our story was very public at that time. So those critics don't go away. And for whatever reason, they are trying to protect you with the knowledge that they have at that time. So let me also share that when I decided to share my story and be more vulnerable in that piece, I was talking about pain I was going through, the dark times in my life, what that looked like. And I grew up in an era where you don't talk about your personal stuff. You actually do a really good job of sweeping it under the carpet, put the smile on and say, it's all good because that's what you do. No one needs to know. And I really feel deep down that I was here to break that mold. That's part of what I'm doing. That's part of what I'm supposed to do is literally break that mold because I did not want to subscribe to it anymore. So I'm so glad that I followed my gut and didn't listen to the critics because the critics are the loudest. They're absolutely always the loudest. But what I didn't know was that my cheerleaders were silent. My cheerleaders were so silent during that time because they're watching and they're watching. And especially as you start to share more of your story on social media, they're watching, they're listening, they're taking it in. They are hearing you and thinking, and wow, I'm not alone. And this isn't just me. And I'm, I'm so drawn to this. And I know because I was. When I was in this space years ago and I read Love Warrior with Glennon Doyle, that was the first time I had seen somebody, read somebody, share a very vulnerable story. And I went, so you can do that and be respectful to other people. I didn't know that was possible. That started to show me what was possible. And I started to look for solutions. I started to look for other stories who of people who had shared really difficult parts of their lives. There wasn't as much available then as there is now. 
vulnerability, all the work that Brene Brown does, all the talk that she does around it, it is far more common now to find that six, seven years ago, not so much. So it wasn't there. But as I started to share my story, and as I started to put that out there, over time, I started to get messages in my DMs. People would slide in saying, thank you so much for sharing. You don't know me, but I've been following you for months. You don't know me, but I've been reading your stuff for a year. For a year. And I just wanted to reach out and say, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for normalizing this pain. Thank you for normalizing what I'm going through. Thank you for showing me that I'm not alone. I'm so grateful that our paths have crossed. I have shipped books literally all over the world to people that I've connected with who I will never meet because they're cheerleaders. It has helped to show them that it's okay to talk about vulnerable stories. It's okay to show up and allow ourselves to be seen. It's okay to use our voice. Those cheerleaders have been silent and they were silent for a long time. So I'm so grateful for those messages that slide into my DMs because it just reminds me to keep going. And ironically, they always drop in at the moment where I'm like, oh my God, can I do this? Do I do this? What do I do? And then I get another message and I've saved some of them because they help me and remind me to keep going. So with the clients that I work with, when they're learning how to own their story, share their story, show up, use their voice on social media, they they start to share their story vulnerably online. And then all of a sudden they get a message in their DMs and they're like, oh my gosh, I got this message from this total stranger thanking me for showing up and for sharing. And I'm like, now the fuel, now this is fuel for you. Save that message, put it away because there's more of them. Where there's one, there's more. And that reminds us to keep going. That reminds us to keep going. So our cheerleaders can be silent. I have one post that I did on social media It is probably four and a half years ago, and it's about the masks. And I don't even know how to find this message. To be honest, it's so old, but probably at least a few times a month, it shows up that it's shared by someone and out of the, it's, it's the most shared thing I've ever had on Facebook. And I never know the names of people that it shared who I don't know any of these people. And it, I laugh because I don't think I could find the message myself yet. It shows up and it's shared and from that, I have received a number of private messages saying, thank you for show, for sharing that. Thank you for sharing your challenges. Thank you for being vulnerable. You've shown me that I can use my voice. Your cheerleaders will be silent, but your critics will be the most vocal. You decide what you give the most attention to, who you give your energy to. And if you choose to let it be your critics, just know that you're going to live the life that your critics want you to live because that makes them feel better. That makes them feel safer. And if that's what you want, that's fine. But if it's not what you want, and if it's not what you're looking to do, then be very careful what you agree to, because you might be changing and you might be negotiating the life that you were meant to live for the life that pleases others. And as long as I've checked, like it's, if you're not paying my bills, you're not walking in my shoes, you're not living my life. You don't get the opinion. You might have an opinion, but you don't get the opinion that stops me from living the life I meant to live. I hope that lands. I have experienced this honestly, 100 fold times over, over and over by people sliding into my DMS. I know it's real. 
It is so real. The cheerleaders literally are silent until they are ready to show up and be vulnerable with you. They are silent until they are feeling courageous enough or something you say taps them and they then reach into your messages to be seen. So please don't give your energy to the critics. Please know that your cheerleaders are out there. I say gratitudes every day because there are people in my life, in my circles, clients that I have never, I would have never, ever met if I was not vulnerable. If I did not embrace vulnerability, I'd never have them in my life because we would have never crossed paths. So ask yourself what you're blocking yourself from because the most incredible people, experiences, and opportunities are just on the other side of that thing you're so afraid to do and know that your cheerleaders are silent and they are there cheering you on. I hope that message lands. Thank you so much for being here, for all of your shares, for everything that you do to help me to spread the message of this podcast. It means the absolute world to me. If you want to learn how to share your story, if you want to be in this world more, please connect with something in the sh- in the show notes. You can connect through my email because I have a lot coming up in the next, honestly, the next six weeks. There's a lot of things coming up and I'm so excited about And if you know you are being called to learn how to share your story and you want to become a published author, I would love for you to join our Facebook group, Everybody Holds a Story. We are in our early bird launch of the collaborative book. The early bird pricing ends August 2nd. So if you want in, I would encourage you to fill out your application to join us. And I can't wait because I'm so excited for these authors who have committed, who are jumping in, and we are starting the writing process in September. So writing books, sharing stories, starting podcasts, honestly, building the coaching businesses, learning how to show up vulnerably. That's the whole part of storytelling business coaching that I absolutely freaking love. And I'm so grateful that I get to do it every day. Have an incredible day. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. If you love this episode, please submit a rating and review on iTunes and please share it with someone you think could benefit from hearing this message or this podcast. I love connecting and meeting you. So please screenshot the episode and tag me on social media or Instagram stories at Marsha Van W. And until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life.